Blog Talk Radio.
I am, Jehovah, the mighty God. Y'all need to pray for the local church. And welcome to Miracle Outreach Ministries on Sunday. Amen. Praise the Lord. This is the day. It's day now, okay? Unless you live on the other side of the planet, it's day, okay? This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice, wake up, and be glad in it. Amen? Amen. Amen. If you didn't get any sleep last night, you need to go see the Lord and have a long discussion with him about what the issue is and what you ought to do about it. Amen. Amen. Because he ordained rest for men, especially for his people. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So, saints, today we're gathered together on the Lord's day in the name of Jesus Christ. I know many think that this is the day that the NFL made, but they are wrong. They didn't make any days. When they got here, God had already done that. Praise the Lord. So all of those highway patrolmen, state troopers, um, what do you call them when they put the car on the back of the flatbed thing? Wreckers. Tow trucks. That's better. All of those poor people have to run out there today because some people don't know how to take their foot off the accelerator or they don't know how to, what do you call it when you tie things down on the back of the truck so it doesn't fly out? Secure those things on the back of the truck so it doesn't cause people to swerve in front of pastor. You know what I mean? Praise the Lord. They wouldn't have to work so hard. Praise the Lord. Amen. But you see, God doesn't mind if you enjoy sports, but sports cannot come ahead of him. Praise the Lord. They can't take a higher priority. You can't be leaving church early so you can run, see somebody bang their head against somebody else's helmet. That's just not the way it goes. Praise the Lord. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you for the souls of all of those people who are out there enjoying themselves. We pray that they have already um, secured their place in the kingdom through the Lord Jesus Christ. And have they not, we take authority, dominion, and power over their rebellion in the name of Jesus, and we bind it. And we ask you, Father, for the Holy Spirit to convict them of their sin and the other things the Holy Spirit does so that they will have an opportunity to come into the kingdom before they take their last breath. Amen. You know, a long time ago, somebody told me that they were at a football game, and it wasn't halftime yet. And all of a sudden, they looked up, and the stealth bomber was going right over the stadium. Well, think about that. That's about how much time you're going to have to change your mind from being a sinner to a saint when Jesus comes. Actually, less. If you haven't gotten it done by then, it's a little too late. They didn't hear it. 
They didn't see it coming. They didn't smell it. They didn't feel it. They looked up and it was there. And that's the way it's going to be. Got it? Jesus is a lot faster than the stealth bomber. And AWAC. I've seen AWAC. So, in person. So, I would encourage you to pray for these people. Some of them have not come to Christ, which is probably most of them. And some of them are backslidden, and some of them have other priorities, but they don't realize how close they are to the end of their lives. Amen? Amen. I pray that nothing ill comes upon them because that's an excellent opportunity to wipe out a whole lot of people with a little bit of effort. Amen. Let's just face it. That's the truth. Amen. But here in Jacksonville, we live on a military installation. You know how that is. Military everywhere. So we want to thank the Lord and ask him to bless all the people that had to work extra today because of those situations. Who's calling me on the phone? I don't have time to talk to him right now. I'm talking to you. We... Brother Bill's laughing at me again. We <laughs> we want to thank the Lord for their lives and their sacrifice because they're, some of them don't want to be there. They wanted to be where you are, in church. Think about it. You have brothers and sisters in Christ that are having to do things that they didn't want to do. They didn't want to be scheduled for today. They wanted to be in church, but they, somebody couldn't make it, so they're scheduled to go do that. So, Father, we cover them in the name of Jesus Christ because madness is all over the place, which we bind in Jesus' name. And strange people motivated by strange demons do strange things. Amen? Amen. You know, a while back, I can't tell you how long it is, but I wasn't timing it. The Lord stopped me from going into large crowds of people like that. He just shut it down. And at the time, it didn't make any sense to me whatsoever. But then things started happening in large crowds of people. Things started happening that we didn't normally have happening before. And then I wanted to thank him for stopping me, because my brain wouldn't have done that on its own. Amen? So he doesn't allow me to do some things that other people do freely. It's not necessarily a sin. He just doesn't want me out there in it, period. So I live a restricted life, and I have no complaints. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So God protects his children. He does everything he can to get us out of harm's way. That's what I'm saying. And I'm certain on 9-11, there were more people that he was trying to get to call in sick. They were just too dedicated to what they felt they had to do. You know, it was time to make the donut. And so they found themselves in harm's way. Nonetheless, the angels were doing their job. Amen? The angels were doing their job. You see, it's up to us to see to it that we're attuned to the Spirit of God. So when he says turn left instead of go straight across the railroad track, we're going to turn left. 
You see, our obedience is a part of our protection. God and the angels do their part, and we're supposed to do our part. Amen. That's the way it works. So you can't not do your part and think God's going to do your part for you when he's already taught you and trained you to do your part. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. And that's how it goes. You must need to be, use your faith all the time. Amen. And a special welcome to all of our first-time listeners. We are, in case you have not noticed, a Christian international non-denominational Protestant church established in the love of God. And we welcome you in the name of Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God. We encourage everyone to join us in our chat room, which is located on our webpage. Our webpage is www.miracleinternetchurch.com. Miracleinternetchurch.com. Amen. We encourage you to join us. When the page comes up, when the page comes up on your computer, Across the banner, you'll see MIC Radio Chat. Click that link. When the page changes, click Guest. When it does, sign in using your name. You're familiar with that, right? Your name. One of those is on your birth certificate, just one. And your greeting for the saints. And the saints will respond in kind. They like to chat, and they like to say good Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, hello, God bless you, praise the Lord, amen. Those are some of their favorites, amen. And for those of you that are on a cell phone, you may use your browser and find MiracleInternetChurch.com. When the page comes up across the top, you'll see three white lines against a black background. Please do click the three white lines, not the picture, the three white lines. And it'll open up all the other links to you. Amen? And then you can follow those instructions. Praise God. At the beginning of our services, for those of you who uh, don't remember or are unaware, we celebrate the body, blood, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, we have Holy Communion. And we encourage you to bring your elements. Yes, it's supposed to be red. That's right. It's supposed to be red. It's supposed to be the fruit of the vine. Amen? And some bread. Not oyster crackers, bread. He is the bread of life. Amen? Amen. And so we encourage you to bring your elements. Uh, No dogs can't take Holy Communion, but you can if you're a human being and you have received the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Amen? Amen. I've never said that before. I wonder who was thinking that. Anyway, you need to repent first. Amen? It's important to repent. Of what? I haven't done anything wrong. I disagree strongly. Somewhere along the line, sometime this week, Either you did or failed to do 
whether by action, by word, or by thought, however it it occurred, something wasn't right. Why? Because we're human and we do that. It just sort of goes with the corruption that we have. And we need to repent. Now, some of us know exactly what we did wrong, like me. I know exactly what I did wrong. And so we repent. We ask for God's forgiveness and his mercy and his correction and for him teaching us the right way and giving us strength to obey him. I'm going to pray in general, and then I'm going to give you a couple of minutes to put your two cents in the prayer to the Lord yourself. Amen? Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we want to thank you that we are alive today and can repent. We are in our right mind sufficiently to repent of our sins. We want to thank you that we have the mental ability to do so. Everyone doesn't have this, but we do, and we thank you for it. We repent. We turn away from the things we've done wrong, even if it was by thought, by word, by deed, or we fail to do what we knew was right. We ask for your mercy, Lord. We ask for your forgiveness. We ask for you to strengthen us and help us to live a righteous life before you. We ask for correction where it is needed. We ask for healing where it is needed. And we thank you for these things, Father, in Jesus' name. None of us is perfect. Not one of us. All of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But you are merciful. And if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We thank you for that. So now, Lord, each of us will individually confess our sin to you. You may begin. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, thank you, Lord, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Partake of the bread. After the same manner also, he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Thank you, Lord. Partake of the cup. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, not his neighbor himself. 
And so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep or are dead. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Father, we want to thank you for that. Amen? Amen. We want to thank you and give you the praise. Amen. We want to thank you for that. Praise God. I want to thank you that my eyes are getting better because now these these spectacles have to get replaced with the lower strength because these are just a little too far gone. They used to work just fine. <laughs> well, thank you, Lord. That means that healing I asked for, I'm getting it. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus, which through your eternal spirit purges our conscience from dead works in order to enable us to serve you. Thank you for redeeming us through the precious blood of Christ, who became an eternal sacrifice for our sins without any blemishes or imperfections, without any blemishes or any imperfections. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, who shed his blood for each of us, we are able to believe in you, Father, because your word assures us that you raised Jesus from the dead and gave him glory so that all of our faith and hope would be in you. We don't worship frogs. Amen? Amen? Through the blood of Jesus, you have reconciled us to yourself, Father. And being reconciled, we are likewise saved through his life. Thank you so much for the power of his blood. Your word shows how the Israelites applied sacrificial blood to the doorposts of their houses in order to keep the plague from coming near their dwellings. We claim the protective power of Jesus' blood for each of us and our families, Lord. We praise you for your promise that assures us that when you see the blood of Christ, you will be sure to protect us. Thank you, Father. Amen. Lord, you teach us in your word that we are able to overcome the enemy, Satan, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Therefore, we plead the protection of the blood of Jesus Christ over our home and family. We know that you will establish your hands of protection around us. As for each of us and our house, we will serve you. 
Help us, Father, to walk in the light as Jesus is in the light. We know that this light will enable us to have true fellowship with other believers and saints. Thank you that the blood of Jesus Christ will cleanse us from all sin. The blood of Jesus was shed for the remission and forgiveness of our sins. Therefore, we know that we are freely justified by his grace through the redemption his blood provides for us. Thank you, Father, for sending Jesus to be a sacrifice for our sins. And we respond to this truth of our faith with a complete trust in the power of his blood. Help us, Lord, to declare your righteousness to the world. As we have been justified through your blood, Lord Jesus, we know that we will be saved from wrath through you. Father, thank you for the power of Jesus' blood in our lives and in the life of this church. And everybody said amen. Amen and amen. Praise God. So today, saints, the Lord's prepared a word for us, but I I perceive that he wants to say something too. You know, many of us have heard these scriptures about the blood of Jesus over and over and over again, but we've never sat with the Lord and asked him to open these scriptures up to our understanding so we have a fuller perception of what he's truly saying. We hear it, we accept it, we believe it to the degree that we understand it. But rarely do saints take the time to sit before the Lord like you were offered to do last Sunday. You got an opportunity to do that. To sit before the Lord and say, Lord, I need you to open this up to me. So on the inside, down in my inside, I really get what you're saying. That's important as you engage with the word of God. That's one thing to just accept what you have heard and what you have read. And it's another thing to ask the Spirit of God to open it up for you, just like a rose blooms, just like that. And the fragrance of it wafts into your spirit. It's one thing to just read it and accept these words because that's what they say. It's another thing to partake of the word, just like you would watch a flower open, bud, and bloom and receive it into your spirit. I want to encourage you to go further than you've gone before. Ask the Lord to open up certain scriptures to you. So when he speaks things to you, they they find a depth in you that they didn't have before. Amen? Yes, you've heard this scripture all your life. 
you've understood this and you've understood that. But for it to open bud and blossom inside of you is another level of revelation. It doesn't just come. You've got to wait on it. You've got to believe for it. You've got to ask for it. Amen? And that's the place where some of you are. You're sitting there like, okay, Lord, I'm sitting here. Okay, so he's waiting for you to say what you want. And then you tell him the usual things all over again. Well, there's more that you can ask for. And you have not because you ask not. He said, ask, seek, and knock. So there's more understanding to draw out of the scriptures that you already know that you've already heard, accepted, and believed. Amen? Amen. So let us go forward doing that, all right? And your Christian life will, be, will become more meaningful to you. Amen? Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm glad everybody got that, okay? Amen? Everybody got that, I pray. So I'll put a check by your name that you were listening and you got that. Praise God. So today, saints, God wants to talk to us about this familiar subject. And this familiar subject is free from the fear of man. Free from the fear of man. Those of you who take notes, that's the title of the sermon. Free from the fear of man. Fear is a demon spirit. It's a demon spirit. Now, you know that there are those who don't believe in demons. But we're not of that crew. We read the Bible. We've experienced deliverance, and we know better. We're not walking in that level of ignorance and darkness because we've allowed the truth of the word to come into our lives and to open our eyes to the reality that's been in our faces the whole time. Amen? Amen. Yes, your fear is a demon. Whatever fear you have, it's a demon. It is not just an emotional response to horrific situations, nor is it only an anticipation of undesired events. Fear is a demon. What right does a demon have in the temple of the Holy Ghost? Well, let's see if we can find out. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's go to Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6, verse 16. Romans chapter 6, verse 16. Romans, yes, chapter 6, verse 16. Amen? Amen. 
Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourself service to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. Romans chapter 6, verse 16, King James Version. Know ye not, don't you know this already, that to whom you yield, surrender yourself to, servant to obey. You've decided to yield yourself and surrendering yourself to become a servant to obey this spirit. His servant. Ye are to whom ye obey. So if you obey a demon, you've become his servant. All right? That's simple enough? You decide you're going to obey this demon, you become his servant. Whether it's a spirit of sin unto death or a spirit of obedience unto righteousness. Amen. So I'll ask you again, what right does a demon have in the temple of the Holy Ghost? Don't you yet realize that to whom you surrender yourself as a servant to obey, that spirit has power in your life because of your free will choice. Because of your free will choice, you open the door. Mm -hmm. That's the way it goes. Whether that spirit produces sin unto death or obedience producing righteousness. So there are only two choices. You will choose one or the other, but not both. You will choose one or the other, but not both. Either you will choose to bow down to a spirit which produces sin and death in your life, or you will bow to a spirit that produces obedience leading to righteousness. The decision is yours. The decision is yours. Let's talk just for a split second, maybe a couple of seconds, about the man in the Gadarene. You remember he was taken over by demons, and they thrashed him around as much as they felt like. He was forever running around with no clothes on. And even when they chained him down, he broke the chain. Well, So happens one day, Jesus comes by. And the scripture does not say that Jesus called out to the man and said, hey, Mr. Man in the Gadarene, would you like to meet me? I'm Jesus. Doesn't say that. It does tell us that the man found his way to Jesus. Now, think about it. 
he's got demons to the point that they're thrashing him up against anything that was in the graveyard, breaking off chains and fetters that have been put on the man, stripping him of his clothes. He's running around in his birthday suit. He's that far gone. He's, he doesn't have full control of himself. But when Jesus shows up, he is able to use his own will, because you know this was not the will of the demon. He is able to use his will to make it to Jesus, and the demons couldn't stop him. You know, there are people that will tell you, well, you know when people do things like this and this and this, it's just the demons. I disagree. It's them and the demons. It's the, at some point, whether through ignorance, whether through rebellion, or however, they opened a crack and let the demon in. Because if your will is set against something, the devil's going to have a hard time getting through that. Even people that are not Christians, people that are heathen, if they don't believe in something enough, the devil's not going to get them to do it. It doesn't matter what he tries. God gave you a will so that you can use it to your benefit. He gave you a will. You try that with a baby, with a toddler, and try to give him something that looks like a vegetable. And his mouth is, is, is already formed to say, mm, mm, mm. but hand him some mac and cheese and his mouth open. He's got a will. He's going to use it, and he's going to make sure you understand it. Okay? So when I come to a three-year-old and I say, do you want Jesus to be your God and come live in your heart? And they say, yes, it's because they mean it. You see, salvation is a spiritual experience and undertaking. It does not require you to have a Ph.D. You don't need a kindergarten certificate either. It's open to whosoever will. And if they can will to have mac and cheese instead of a vegetable, they've got enough will to decide if they want Jesus. Is that clear enough? So regardless of how much will the man in the gatherings had, he chose to use what he had to make it to Jesus. Because it does not say that the disciples went running through the graveyard trying to track the man down and pull him to Jesus. No, that didn't happen. The man came to Jesus. Demon possessed, he came to Jesus. Amen. Amen. So when I work in the prison system, you worked in the prison. Yes, I did. God allowed me many experiences before I got to you. When I worked in the prison system, and we went over there where the so-called mental patients were. I understood clearly 
that they could choose which spirit they liked. It's almost as if in some areas or some to some people, you sniff in the air and you decide if you like it or if you don't. It's that simple. That's what I'm saying. They could decide if they were going to yield to what seemed good to them or they were going to yield the other way to what seemed good to them. See, it comes from within the person. Mm-hmm. And it's that way with your grown children. They're going to act on that same premises. You've been preaching a blue streak to them about what is right. They clearly understood what you said, but they're going to do what they want to do. We all understand that? Amen. Praise God. I'm sure you understand that. It's part of life. Amen. So let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, and we're going to verse 19. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 19. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you? The Holy Ghost is in you. Which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. For ye are bought with a price. Therefore, as a result of this, since you know this, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God. So, don't you see the truth yet? Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, the spirit of truth, the spirit of God, which is in you, which you receive of God. So you do not own your own self. Let me say that again. You do not own your own self. You might want to repeat that to yourself when you look in the mirror. You do not own your own self. Ownership is not yours. Nor the body which you live in. You didn't create it. You didn't pick out the features. You didn't give it life. If it were yours, you would be able to do these things. But since it's not yours, since you had to discover it primarily after you came out of the womb, why do you think you can do whatever you feel like doing with it? Amen. That's how that works. Verse 20. For you are bought with a price. Yes, you have been redeemed. You were bought with a price. The life and precious blood of Jesus Christ. As a realization and acceptance of this truth, 
how do you know I realized it and then accepted it? Because you decide to glorify God in your body, which he gave to you. And by the way, you need to give it the proper amount of sleep. That's proper, that's proper stewardship of the body that he gave you. There are certain nutrients that you need to see to it because you've been taught, you've been trained, you've been educated that your body needs. And to deprive them of that is not wise stewardship. Amen? Amen. You know your body needs water. You know it needs rest. You know it needs certain nutrients and minerals. For you to be negligent in that means you're not handling or managing the stewardship of your body very well. Amen. Amen. For you to go out in your yard in plus 100 degree weather and you're determined that you're just going to get this done because you got to get it done because you, and you know that's not right. It doesn't absolutely positively have to be done right then, but you're just going to do it anyway. Well, there are consequences to you just going to do it anyway, okay? There are consequences. When you decide that you're not going to properly steward your body and the health that God has given to you, there are consequences. Your body was designed to override and overcome many of the things that happens to it. But there comes a point that some things have accumulated for such a long time that a breakdown occurs. If for any reason you are negligent in areas of your life where taking care of your body and your health is concerned, repentance is available to you. Amen. You may ask for God to correct you, and he will. Amen. And he says, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which he has made alive. All of it, both of them belong to God. Your body and your spirit belong to God. You didn't make your spirit, and nobody else did either. Amen. Genesis. Amen. I didn't put that in there, did I, God? That's okay. Genesis. Yes, I did. Chapter 2, verse 7. Genesis. Chapter 2, verse 7. Genesis, chapter 2, verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. Who did the forming? Mm-hmm. Formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Do we all read the same thing? All right. So God provided the dust that you came from. God. Provided the dust. Did you make the dust? 
God provided the dust that you came from, and the formation of that dust, which is his. He decided the form of the dust, did he not? So you didn't determine your gender, did you? Or other characteristics, did you? God provided the breath of life. This belongs, your soul belongs to him. He said he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. So where did the breath of life come from? So this breath of life allowed this dust that had been formed to become man with a living soul. So where did all of this come from? Well, if it came from God, why are you trying to write your name on it? You didn't do it. Since it all came from God, first of all, it's not yours anyway. And number two, why are you lying? Why are you trying to pretend that it's okay for you to do graffiti and vandalism on somebody else's dust? Have you obtained legal permission from the creator to do such? Who said that you can go cut off your breath because you feel like it? And because you think you'd rather be something that he didn't form you into. Number one, it's not yours. You didn't give it to you. It's somebody else's property. Not only are you mutilating somebody else's property, but you are bringing curses upon yourself. Sin produces death and curses, and that's what you're participating in. Is there anyone who didn't understand? I can explain it again to you if you would like. Amen? All of this belongs to God. The dust, the formation, the breath, and the result of a living soul. It all belongs to God. They are God's property, which he has given generously and at great expense to you to worship him. Get the point? You belong to God. Your spirit belongs to God. Your body belongs to God, too. You do not, nor will you ever have permission to defile nor contaminate Either, for this work is death in you. Hmm, is that the case? So now, so much for your tattoos and other mutilation. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image. Let us, the Godhead, make man in our image. You didn't make that decision. The Godhead did. After our likeness, you didn't make that decision either. And let them have dominion 
over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. It didn't say you had dominion over other people. Now, did it? Thank you. Amen. God provided your image and determined your likeness. He did not request nor honor your opinion. Why? He has one of his own. Understand? All right. Now that we have that understood, we can move forward. That's good. Let's go to Leviticus chapter 19, verse 28. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 28. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 28. It amazes me. How many people are sitting in church pews? They grew up in church their whole lives. They're raising their children in the church. And their child comes to them and says, I want to get a tattoo. And they tell them, yes. These aren't people that don't pray over their lunch and their breakfast and their dinner. Amen. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 28. Ye shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead. And you do know that people that claim they're Christians are doing this kind of thing. You do know that. Nor print any marks upon you. I am the Lord. Now, for those that have read this scripture, the fact that God ends this phrase with, I am the Lord, doesn't seem to make much difference to them. He's saying, I'm in charge. I run this world, not you. And I said, don't make any marks, don't print any marks upon you. And I mean it. He is the absolute ruler and the sovereign Lord. He's God Almighty, none higher above him. He says, nor print any marks upon you. I am the Lord. What he says, he means. And he's not changing it because your dad is a pastor and your dad told you that we're not under the Old Testament anymore, so you don't have to pay any attention to that. So on your birthday, you and your dad go out and you both get tattoos. Let me explain something to you about the Old Testament. In Isaiah, the Lord prophesies that a virgin will have a baby. And he goes on to say how that situation is going to go. He doesn't bite his tongue at all. He gets right to the point. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government, the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God. The Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. So if you think, because your dad said 
that we're not under the Old Testament, you're going to have to miss Jesus. Because that's where he, that's where the prophecy came about his entrance into the earth as a human being. You have to forsake this and all the other prophecies and all the other illustrations and all the other foreshadowings of Jesus Christ. You can't have Jesus Christ and throw out the Old Testament. The Bible still says, in the beginning, God. So you can follow that little law that you and the demon contrive, but you can't have Jesus without the Old Testament. Amen? Amen. Now that we got that straight, let's go a little further, shall we? Amen. You want to, you, well, we don't, we're not under the Old Testament. Well, no, we don't have to do uh, the food regulation. But in the New Testament, Jesus goes back and quotes the Old Testament on the Ten Commandments. So the adultery from the Old Testament is the same sin that the adultery is in the New Testament. The fact that you're supposed to honor God, and we've read those scriptures many times, from the Old Testament, they mean the same thing in the New Testament when Jesus says it. So if you want to do away with all of the Old Testament as if God didn't have anything to say, you're going to have to forget about the Ten Commandments that God wrote with his own finger. And I don't think I would do that if I were you. That's just not wisdom. Amen. Amen. I'm glad we're understanding this. Is that clear to everyone? Likewise, you ought not to give free housing to the spirit of fear of man. Fear is a demon spirit which attacks everyone, sinner and saint alike. It oppresses, it dominates to the point of control, and it spiritually immobilizes the members of the body of Christ. Satan has, that's not all, it does that to sinners too. What do you mean? Simple. There are people that are sinners that have thought about going to church or getting saved. And then all of a sudden they have this sudden fear that they're not going to be able to do it. No, nah, I better not because I, I know who I am and I'm just not going to change. Okay, I'll give you a lie that my dad gave to me. Of course, I handed him his lie right back. You ought not read the Bible too much because you'll go crazy. Now, you know what I said, don't you? Good. I'm glad you do. Now, this is somebody that was raised by God-fearing parents. I sincerely doubt, unless she was sick, there was a day my grandmother didn't go to church. They took her to church at age three, and she was a faithful member of church somewhere until she left this earth. So now he had no excuse for that lie. 
I can talk about my family. It's mine. You talk about yours. Amen. And you see where I am today? Mm-hmm. Remember that, too. So, Satan has intentionally and deliberately released legions of spirits of fear against the saints of God. They are at work attacking the minds and infiltrating the hearts of God's people to ensure that saints are bound and unable to walk in the power and manifest the victory which God has planned and purposed for us. Consider the fears, plural. That's right, plural. In your own life, reflect on the time you face circumstances when a demon of fear gripped your heart and trapped your mind and tormented you. That's already happened to you at least once. Say, let's consider this also. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Okay, you got this emergency call. It's something that happened to somebody in your family. And there it goes. That's about all it takes. Behold, Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Behold, I give unto you. You know who's saying this, don't you? Good. I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and grasshoppers and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Okay? Fear has attacked you, but... Jesus says, I've given you this power. And you've got power over this enemy. You've got power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing's going to hurt you. Okay? Well, if he gave you the power, he expects you to use it. Amen? Matthew chapter 18, verse 18. Matthew chapter 18, verse 18. Matthew chapter 18, verse 18. Jesus speaking, verily I say unto you. Did he say he was talking to the heathen? No. He said, verily I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Notice you have to do it on earth then he does it in heaven. You don't open your mouth, he's going to stand there and wait. And whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. You know, you can loose yourself from some, Let's see. Negative. That's the word you think of. I'm trying to find your word for it. 
negative circumstances and events that have happened in your life, even yesterday. You can loose yourselves from these things when you open your mouth. But if you don't do it, it's probably still going to nag you. Amen. Isaiah, chapter 54. You see, this man told his daughter, I don't know what kind of pastor he is, but he's not like me, I can tell that. He told his daughter that we're not under the Old Testament anymore. Okay, so he has to forsake this scripture. Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17. He, he can't stand on this one. Why? Because he got rid of the whole Old Testament, you see? No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. He, he can't get any benefit out of that because he just get away with the whole Old Testament. Well, isn't that interesting? Yes, this is actually your inheritance, saints of God. You inherited this through Jesus Christ when you received him as Lord and Savior. This demon will use the circumstances of life to tempt you so as to gain a stronghold in your mind. Since this has already happened to you in this life, you become upset, and when upset came, here came the fear devil. He came to tempt you, and you flew off with him. Before you could think, you would, there you go. So, since this has already happened to you in this life, you already know what to expect, don't you? Since you already realize what to expect, why do you act as though you don't understand when the enemy approaches to do it again. You already had your dress rehearsal that was a failure. So now you know how the system works. And chances are it's, it's, it's another demon from the same little group that showed up the last time. One of those reinforcing things. You already went through it one time, so now why are we doing this repeat performance? Amen? The name of Jesus has not lost its power. Well, Pastor, I, I couldn't think of one scripture. Did you forget the name of Jesus too? The name of Jesus has not lost its power. You still have the ability to speak forth his word. You still have the ability to speak forth his name. So what excuse is this? Let's look closer at this. There is the fear of want, the fear of pain and sickness, the fear of danger, the fear of man, 
and the fear of death. Whatever fear you've experienced, they sort of fit in at least one of these categories. Or fear of the unknown. Whatever brand you are exposed to, it's still a demon. Let's examine the fear of man. Let's just look at that. Far too many Christians are afraid to acknowledge that they are Christians for fear they will lose their job or be, or be overlooked for a promotion. Now, when we last met, we presented to the righteous judge an adjudication about someone who worked for the Geek Squad at Best Buy who had this same determination, same challenge, same temptation to deal with. He's suing Best Buy. But, you know, there are some Christians that wouldn't have made it that far. They would have cowed down and, ha- and gone on to the LGBTQIA plus meeting where they were going to be indoctrinated with all kind of foolishness that they know is sin. They know so they go there is sin. No, let me just cow down. I have a car payment to make. In some countries, including the USA, a godly stand draws fear of persecution or fear of death. Really? That's right. You know, there was a journalist, a young man, who was the one that uncovered the meeting of former President Bill Clinton and this lady that was working in the administration out on a tarmac. She was an attorney of some sort. I forget what her name was. Somebody will tell me. Out on a tarmac. They thought they found a secret place to talk about things they didn't have any business discussing. And he uncovered it and exposed it in the news media. Well, guess what? Now, I've told you before that the Clintons have this long trail of dead bodies following behind them. Well, now his is one of them. It's real. You live on a real planet. Amen. With real sinners and real sins. Yep, that's her name, too. Yet more Christians than we realize are afraid to take a bold stand against sin and the works of Satan for fear of what others may think of them. I remember this one occasion that Pastor Pat relayed to me. She went to a local hospital here in Jacksonville to go pray for a member of this church. And the person's spouse did not want her to pray in front of the neighbors that happened to be in the room. They, that person's spouse, now here you are, your husband is about to have to undergo serious surgery 
And it's no guarantee he's coming out, by the way, other than the grace of God. But you don't want your neighbors to hear how Pastor Pat prays. That's serious. That's serious. Here's somebody that God has used to raise people from the dead. And you don't want your neighbors to hear how she's going to pray for your husband that's going under the knife. Mm-hmm. Yep. In the lineup of offenders are the following and more. Pastors, ministers, bishops, evangelists, soul winners, pew sitters, donation givers, deacons, deaconesses, stewards, stewardesses, ushers, assistant and associate pastors, prayer warriors, broadcast attendees, backsliders, and an abundance of cowards. The preachers and Christian leaders are afraid to preach the truth. They are afraid to preach against sin. They're not going to stand up in the pulpit, not even on early morning service on Sunday, and say, some of you, let me tell you, that football game that you have to go to, it's pure idolatry to you. Would they say that? Well, it happens to be the truth. Mm-hmm. They are afraid to preach against sin. They are afraid to follow the leading of God, the Holy Spirit, for fear of losing members, financial support, or the approval of others. I wouldn't want to be them before the judgment seat. The Gospel of John, chapter 5, verse 44. Amen. Amen. The Gospel of John, chapter 5, verse 44. John, chapter 5, verse 44. How can ye believe which receive honor one of another and seek not the honor that cometh from God only? How can you believe when what you do is seek to receive honor from one another, from another bag of dust, and seek not the honor that cometh from God only? No wonder you can't believe and have weak faith, for you gladly honor one another, but you are not at all concerned from the up for the honor that only God confers and bestows. Within our congregations in the body of Christ are members who are afraid to lift their hands in the service, who are afraid to speak in tongues, who are afraid to receive deliverance on the air, and who are afraid to let others know that they worship at miracles. Now, I'm going to talk a minute about 
ministries like this one. There have always been these people that are members of the big church down the road, you know, the big fine church with the paved parking lot and the this and the that, and they got a swimming pool and a basketball court and this, that, and the other. But when they need a miracle, when they need God to move, when they're about to go under the knife, when they're about to go bankrupt, what do they do? They sneak across the, across the track, and they come to this little old church that's only got a few people that when they sing the blood of Jesus song, the power of God moves. They come over there, and they ease in the back door, and they sit down and try to pretend they've been in the service the whole time, but everybody knows better. And then they suddenly need prayer. Uh-huh. They got this demon that flips them over backwards. And they went over to that church over there, and all they could get out was this one demon. But it's some more demons in there. And, they, and so you say, well, who is your friend? And then they don't want to talk. Well, why didn't you get your pastor to get the demons out? Oh, my pastor doesn't do that. I've had them come in here and do this to me, okay? My pastor wouldn't understand. My pastor doesn't do that. He doesn't teach that. He doesn't preach that. And I want to say, well, uh, that's his job. (laughs) Why are you coming over here? to this female pastor when you don't believe in female pastors, but Jesus does, to try to get the miracle working of, of God, power of God to work on your behalf. Wasn't you just over there in the grand expanse of all the people who belong to this and who belong to that, and they pass out their business cards in the vestibule and on and on and on and on. What are you doing over here? Uh-huh. God sees it all. We've seen a lot of those. They ease in and they ease back out. That's right. These people who are afraid to let others know that they worship at miracle for fear of what others will think or say about them. Yes, even their spouses and adult children. They don't want their adult children to know that they have any association with us whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except when they're on the way to the hospital. Then they can't shut all of that down. Think of this thing. They're, they are so bound by intimidation that they don't fast with the church nor praise God aloud in their own home among their own family members. A common excuse is they won't understand. Well, let me tell you what Jesus has to say. Let's turn to Luke chapter 12, beginning with verse 8. Luke chapter 12, beginning with verse 8. Luke, the gospel of Luke, you know about him. Luke chapter 12, beginning with verse 8. Jesus speaking. Also, I say unto you, is he talking to the heathen? No, he's talking to you. Also, I say unto you, 
Luke chapter 12, verse 8. Whosoever shall confess me before men, him shall the Son of Man also confess before the angels of God. Verse 9, but he that denieth me before men shall be denied before the angels of God. And you want to know if they're going to keep you out of a wreck. Mm-hmm. Hello. <laughs> this is a real world and these are real scriptures. Amen. There are saints who will not display any Christian paraphernalia. What do I mean? Like a plaque. Like I, I had to go into a um, secondhand store one day because I was trying to find a plaque of the Ten Commandments to give to someone as a gift. They won't post that in a conspicuous place in their home or any place in their home. Why? For fear of what guests may think of them. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Of course, there are those who will not place anything on the outside of their home because they don't want to attract any attention to the faith, if you can call it that. There are those who will not inform their employer that they disagree with LGBT training being imposed on them. We must recognize this fear for what it is, sin, opening the door for an influx of demons and curses. At the root of fear is doubt and unchallenged unbelief. It is not part of the nature of the children of God. God is not responsible for your engagement in this sin, nor your willing reception of the accompanying demons and curses. God has not given you a spirit of So from whence came it, and why are you housing and maintaining it? You cannot call the critter-getters either. They only deal with mosquitoes, bed bugs, termites, and wildlife control. They don't exterminate demons. God, who has created every critter, has not, nor will he, give to you a spirit of fear. No, he has freely given to you a spirit of power, a spirit of love, and a sound mind. Please utilize your sound mind. Amen. If you have fear, it is because you have allowed a demon of fear to attack your mind and Motivate your heart. You need to take authority over it 
and cast it out in Jesus' name. Well, Pastor, isn't that what you do? Yes, I do. But guess what? It's your demon. I'll be more than happy to cast it out of you. But don't you think you ought to at least open your mouth and bind it up in Jesus' name and tell it to go one time? After all, it's your demon. Amen. Amen. The fearful and unbelieving are going to be cast into the lake of fire along with the murderers, liars, and the ungodly. In a vision, the apostle John saw the throne of God, and God said to him, and we have a recording of that in Revelation chapter 21, beginning with verse 7. Revelation chapter 21 beginning with verse 7. We have an account of this encounter that John had with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Revelation chapter 21, beginning with verse 7. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. Number one, in order to inherit all things, to get the full of your inheritance, you must need to be overcome. And I will be his God. Mm. Notice the overcoming comes first. And I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Relationship. Verse 8, but the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, they deal in drugs, and idolaters, and all liars. He didn't say some liars. He said all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Amen? Praise God. He's not going to erase that scripture. It's just as valid as John 3.16. Do not allow yourself to be deceived. The fearful and the unbelieving will not enter into heaven. It is the overcomers who have by faith fought against Satan and the powers of darkness and overcome him who are going to enter into heaven. That's how Jesus did it, and it is his example to us. He came to earth as a human being. He overcame Satan, and he went back to heaven. Hello. He didn't leave another example. This is it. Only 
those who have received Jesus Christ and as Lord and Savior and who walk in obedience to his word and 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 fulfill his will will be welcomed into heaven. Will you be one of them? Only you know the answer. Amen. Amen. Let's see. Where am I? Okay, let's get to going. Only you. Remember that bear used to say only you can stop forest fires? Only you can make that decision. I can't do it for you. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places, in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, all his evil angels, evil spirits, all demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. We come out of agreement with Satan his agents, and their wicked powers. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong men and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking, listening, reporting, watchers, peeps, whispers, familiar demons, and all electronic, digital, and technology demons and their attacks. We bind Leviathan spirits and their attacks, brainwashing Kundalini spirits and their attacks, even the psychic ability of Kundalini spirits. We close every third eye in Jesus' name and seal it forevermore. We bind all water and marine spirits in their attacks, sex devils in their attacks, unclean spirits in their attacks, passive devils in their attacks, sorcery devils in their attacks, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation, artificial intelligence, smart dust and drone spirits in their attacks. We bind all seducing, womanizing, whoredom spirits in their attacks. All the voices of the stranger in their attacks, all hypnotic and trance devils in their attacks, all mystic rituals in their intent. We bind pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, smart dust spirits, Havana syndrome, brain changes, injuries, all remote viewing on sonic and audio weapons, all targeted radio frequencies, all pulse weapons in their attacks, all microwave attacks and debilitating sonic frequency attacks, the work of every druid, electronic electromagnetic attacks, smart technology attacks, techno-paganism, mind controlled by the occult, force feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex, cyber sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits which manipulate modern technology, pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause Neurological problems, brain injuries, stroke, debilitating headaches, vertigo, 
binding directed energy microwave weapons, binding all vibrations, which are demons, taking authority, dominion, and power, and binding all microwave frequency weapons, all 5G, all anything coming from outer space as weapons against us, anything from any satellite or planet or station on a planet in Jesus' name, coming through the airwaves. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his attack to him in the name of Jesus Christ, binding anything coming through the satellite, any beams being sent against us, anything coming through the cell towers and through our electronic and technological devices in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We bind all the voices of the stranger, the charmer, the seducer, and their attacks, all hypnotic and trance devils and their attacks, all mystic rituals and their attempts. We bind all and overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic art. We bind all Morgellons attacks, and we return every attack to the senders. We bind Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Islander, Cabal, global Cabal, every COVID, every false religion, be it a COVID of witches, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, diviners, shamans, obedamen, witch doctors, we bind you all. We bind cabals such as the Illuminati and all the organizations and their devices and plans and technologies and all those who support their work in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind you all in the name of Jesus. We bind witchcraft in every nation and every location in the name of Jesus. We bind witchcraft in every nation and in every location in Jesus' name. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind Morgellons attacks and return the attacks to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits, trapping them into their shifted form for eternity. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, hyperactivity, and low levels of dopamine. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect, all satanic ritual abuse, devil, satanic worship, witchcraft dedications, and all rituals done on the phases of the moon. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits. We bind spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves. And every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We bind spirits of infirmity. We bind formations of bullflies and demonic insects, spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs, the transference of evil spirits. We bind mammon and his agents. 
We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, fast, sabotage, hinder, monitor, track, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, corrupt, undermine, despise, assassinate, divide, confound, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind the shedding of infected persons upon us. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools, the spirit of the fool, the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind, food, lust, addictions, and gluttony in the name of Jesus. We return to sender according to the covenant. All and every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, psychic weapon, retaliation, all avenging, all blowback, all vengeance, blood rituals, every boomerang, each payback and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, right, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projection, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us, no demon, no wicked person, or unrighteous event left behind, binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights, returning to sender all witchcraft attacks through channeling and the satellites against the website and the app. Returning to sender, all Cameroonian wizardry, black magic, juju, hexes, vexes, and other forms of witchcraft. Returning all tribal witchcraft to its origin in Jesus' name. Returning all Chaldean witchcraft to its source in the name of Jesus Christ. Binding and returning all Spanish witchcraft in Jesus' name. Breaking and destroying our social, emotional, and psychological ties with food and drink which are displeasing to Jesus Christ. Binding superficial religious acts, binding magic spells for love, money, protection, black magic, white magic, candle magic, hoodoo, root work, lucky charm, time magic, and folk magic spells. Binding the demons of energy, boomeranging their wicked works upon them. Binding all magical language, magic signs, magical patterns, even in numbering. Binding synchronicity. Binding and caging Poseidon and all other underwater demons, and stripping them of their crowns and powers. In Jesus' name, we bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, Great Reset, make-believe fantasy, fables, enchantments, la-la land, false religions, numerology, horoscopes, the spirits and works of the oppressor and the spirit and the children of disobedience. Martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist, ideologies and doctrines, Jezebelic and Ahab spirits and practices, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, Astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind the king of pride and all of his underlings, and we chain them with eternal chains under darkness. In Jesus' name, we bind all human, blood, sexual, financial, animal, food, fecal, and soulish sacrifices. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, unyielding, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination. Idle mind, unfocused mind, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, 
Molech, Basilic, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses, Isis, Osiris, On, all false deities, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and in 72, we chain you with eternal chains under darkness, and we send you to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, psychic weapons, prompters, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, and signals, and return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the power of every Masonic ritual, rite, ceremony, and vow in the name of Jesus Christ. All of their prayers, all of their powers are bound in Jesus' name. We bind the rituals, the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the worship, the grip, Freemasonry, and we bind the rituals of every secret society in Jesus' name. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the insanity, pride, work of errors, foolishness of our own opinions. We bind being misled, and we return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We, Father, we bind the works of those who work to bring honor to themselves. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassment, intimidations, and witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their mind control in the name of Jesus. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief, and we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Father, in the name of Jesus, we take authority, dominion, and power over every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, or transferred us. We bind them and command them to leave us now in Jesus' name. We bind all demons coming through the web pages and computer lines and any curses, and we send them back from whence they came in Jesus' name. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority, and all true Christians everywhere, especially those who are persecuted and left behind in Afghanistan or some other place. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Father, in the name of Jesus, we cover ourselves and our transportation and the means of that transportation in the blood of Jesus. We take authority, dominion, and power over all interferences, be they animals, demons, spirits, or objects, so that they do not cross our path. We want to thank you for that this morning, Lord. And we thank you that you've dispatched your angels ahead of us to protect us. Father, in the name of Jesus, we cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over all the demons of the night, bad dreams, night dreams, neighbor dreams. 
sex dreams or anyone or anything trying to get into our dreams, and we command them to stay away in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your giant warrior angels protecting us not only as we sleep, but through the day and night. And we thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst and your protection. Amen. We pull out all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, witchcraft, anything sent to us by the enemy, and we send it back in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you. We cut, burn, destroy, and tear down silver cords, ley lines, ungodly soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We tear down and destroy all walls of protection around witches, warlocks, wizards, Satanists, globalists, shamans, and nanotechnology sorcerers, divinators, and such. We also destroy and melt the shields that they attempt to use to protect themselves. We break the power of every charm, love spell, vex, hex, and curse, all fetishes, psychic power, psychic prayers and thoughts, death spirits, bewitchments, all witchcraft, potions, jinxes, jinxes, mind control, sorcery, magic, voodoo, pain, sickness, and torment, psychic power and psychic warfare, destruction, prayer chains, incense and candle burning, incantations, ungodly blessings, chanting, hoodoo, root work, and everything being sent our way from the devil. And that includes tribal rituals and sin. We send it right back where it comes from. All their little uh, tricks that they do and the occult, we return all occult activity in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for erasing off of our body any lines that any witch, warlock, wizard, Satanist, Wiccan, pagan, or any other person decided to draw on us. With the blood of Jesus, we erase all lines off any part of our body, our liver, any part of our body, our soul, our will, or our emotions. We thank you, Lord. Amen. We want to thank you, Lord, for that. In the name of Jesus Christ. We also, with the blood of Jesus, erase all implanted thoughts of the enemy in Jesus' name. Come on out in the name of Jesus. Deep breath and talk that out. <laughs> Amen. We return to symbols, spirits of hate, bitterness, murder, envy, jealousy, wizardry, sorcery, fear, blindness, bondage, heaviness, and hatred in Jesus' name. Every yoke that the enemy has brought, we break its power and we grind it to powder. We break its power and we grind it to powder. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. We thank you, Lord, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. And we loose over the body of Christ, the mind of Christ, the spirit of power, the spirit of love, and a sound mind in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. You see, God is good to us. We need to agree with his work and be good to us too. And walking in fear is not good to us. Amen? Amen. Walking in fear is not good to us. So we will remember not to do this, won't we? Say to yourself, call yourself by your name. I apologize to you, and I repent for 
the fear that I have allowed in my life. I vow that I will not do this to you ever again. In Jesus' name, by his help, by his grace, by his strength, by his power, I will not do this again. Amen. Now, tell yourself, thank you. Thank you. Amen. Praise God. Let's see if there's something else I'm supposed to say. All right. Praise God. Amen. Stand for the benediction. Amen. Amen. And the very God of peace sanctify you holy. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And everyone says, Amen. Amen. Pastor loves you for those who did not go and scroll up in the chat room this week, please do so. Amen. Amen. Please do so in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless
Some have called you Lord, but now they say. 